0: Hey, and welcome back to episode 19 of the Move Your Body Differently podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of having Tori Barty on the podcast. She is someone I met through Revelation Wellness, which is one of the companies I am certified with that teach personal trainers how to interweave faith into their fitness ministries. I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode and get to know her. She is so fun and so full of energy reach out at the end. I give you details on how to find her. Go follow her on Instagram, but just enjoy learning about who she is today. You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD Fitwell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy and instead honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to, not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never-reaching standard of body beauty, and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you, and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Hey, Fit Family, and welcome back to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God impacts your wellness journey. And today, I am super excited to introduce to you Tori Barty. She is a lot of things, first of all, and I cannot wait to tell you all the things because I feel like she is just the older version of me. And so that is another reason why I'm super excited to have her on the podcast, but she is ACE Group certified. She is also a certified personal trainer and a certified Revelation Wellness instructor, which is actually how we met, was through Revelation Wellness. She was speaking on a Zoom call to a group of us (laughs) about just faith and fitness and how she intertwines faith and fitness into it. And I loved what she was talking about and reached out to her to see if she would be a guest on the podcast. And so we've been able to get to know each other a little bit through that. So welcome, Tori, and go ahead and share about you and your family and anything else you want to share?
1: Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me. This is my very first podcast. So I feel super, super excited about it. Let's see. Okay. So I live in Florida, Tallahassee, Florida. I grew up in Orlando. So Florida is pretty much all I know. The humidity, lizards. I get all kinds of lizards in my shed. And so I'm like, oh, there's my friend Lizzie and there's my friend Leonard. And We just have friends out here. And other people are like, oh, my gosh, lizards. I'm like, they're just lizards like I'm used to. Now cockroaches, on the other hand, like, "Mm, no. So, yeah, I have been training. I started with online training for probably about seven years now. And then I went through Revelation Wellness in 2019. So I've been doing that for about three years now. Combining the faith and fitness, so we'll probably get into that a little bit more. But yes, yeah. And you're
0: married, and you have three kids.
1: Yes, I can't forget that. I am married, coming up on 15 years, which is like what? Like it's so so weird, so crazy. And then we're talking about like what do we want to do? 15 years? We're like, well, we need a new car. <laughs> so, yeah. no trips this year. Just saving up for a new car. Ours that is main. Had. I know, right? Yeah, we've had ours for a long time, so we're like, all right, I think it's time. I think it's like 175,000 miles or something. We're like, it is time. Yeah, I have three kids, ages. I have girl, boy, girl, ages 13, 11, and 8. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we are in a a really fun season. I know everyone says, oh, it's you know, every season has its challenges and its fun aspects and stuff, but. This season, like for me, it's fun in that my 13-year-old still thinks I'm cool and still wants to hang out with me. (laughs) But she's old Mm -hmm. enough to like talk about things and, you know, kind of a little bit more grown up, still a child, (laughs) but a little bit getting into that, that teenage years. And then my 11-year-old son is just a goofball. He is just a little... A little goofball. He's shy like his dad, like more like introverted, where I'm extroverted. I'm like, give me all the people. Let me talk to all the people. He's not like that. He's like, nope. You know, he'll have his people moments and then he'll go away. And then my eight-year-old is me. Like she is now she's a little bit more girlier than me, but she is me dancing and flipping. I did gymnastics and, and dance growing up. So Anytime I can flip, anytime I could dance, anytime I could go down the grocery aisles and do a cartwheel, I would. And so that that is her. I'm like, you are so
0: me. <laughs> yes, that is awesome. Yeah. And you also I did forget to mention this. You also you own your own online fitness company as mm-hmm. well. And you have a fitness membership called Rise and you do various themes. And I think the one that's coming up is called you said it's called Rise and Renew. We'll Rise. get into that in a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Uh, But I just wanted to throw that out there. I will have all the links in bio as well, so you guys can go and follow her and check her out and see what she has to offer. And so getting into that, just a little bit of your history, a little bit of your story. What first made you start taking health seriously? I feel like it's like such the cliche, typical
1: answer. But when I had kids, I mean... (laughs) I put myself on the back burner as a mom and I've always been active and I was active through my entire first pregnancy but then it's like try when you have your first kid you're like trying to figure out this new life and how do I keep this little thing alive and you know you you just you put yourself on and you're eating whatever whatever just to fuel yourself to just get through the day and so just over time kind of put myself on the back burner a little bit and I was like all right like then I have my second, mm-hmm. and I really didn't do anything through that pregnancy. Having a an eighteen month old, she was two when he was born. But just being pregnant, having an eighteen month old, and I, I I was like, Mm-mm. like I'm exhausted. Like I just I didn't have, I had the time, but I didn't prioritize the time because I was just like so focused on her and being a new mom. You're like, yeah, what am I doing? You know, trying to figure out life. So, anyways. Fast forward, had my third and I was like, I really need to like focus on my health, not just for me, but for my family. Like, you know, when as, as moms and and parents, we put ourselves on the back burner and we're not our best to, to love and to serve our, our own kids and our own Mm -hmm. families. And it, we, I feel like I am a better mom when I am taking care of myself, when I am fueling myself and, and getting in some movement. And so it was after yeah. my my third that I was like, I really need
0: to make a, a drastic change. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. So how do you, you talked about how really it wasn't until after you had your kids. So what did you do when you started getting into health and fitness? Again, like you said, you were to gymnastics dance. So you were already into it for, yeah. for a while and then just kind of mm-hmm. pressed pause on it. So when you came back to it, what did you start doing for, to create a culture of that for your family as well? Like Mm -hmm. how did you prioritize that for yourself during those years?
1: Yeah. So I feel like before, so I was active and I'd say I was mostly a runner, just one of those. I don't really have to think about programming a workout and finding Mm -hmm. a workout program. So like just go for a run. And I lifted weights here and there throughout my first pregnancy, my third pregnancy, but I, I, I started getting into strength training after my third and picked up a barbell for the first time. I remember I ordered a barbell and it was a men's size. So it was 45 pounds. I know, and I I didn't know. I didn't know really like what I was doing. And I was like, this is heavy. I'm like, how am I gonna be able to squat? Like I couldn't even get it in my garage to be able to like load it up to be able to squat it. So I ended up selling it. I got a, I got a five foot barbell because I'm like, well, this would probably be a better place for me to start. So, anyways, I started strength training, and that was like the biggest change for me, and the the place where I fell in love with it. First of all, mm-hmm. and second of all, I saw my body change, and I was like, like, adding yeah. strength training, gaining muscle. You know, it just it was a game changer as far as habits or as far as like what I did or the, the things I was learning was just habits and consistency. I mean, that was yeah. the thing for me was the game changer. And it's been something I've had to learn over time. It's not something that just I picked up right away, but mm-hmm. making those habits, creating those habits and then being consistent with it. Right. So whatever you're consistent with is the results you're going to get. So if you're consistent with eating well, you know, moving your body, reading the word, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Those results are going to come from what you're doing more of. Yeah. But if you're consistent in, you know, neglecting, eating the junk more mm-hmm. so, neglecting the Bible, you know, being with God, then those results are what, are what's going to come out of that. So mm-hmm. I think just learning, making it a habit, making it part of my everyday routine and then consistency too.
0: Yeah. And how do you with your kids, what do you do to I'm sure a lot of it is just teaching, but is there anything specific you do with them or is it just as you go, you know, as scripture says, as you walk along the road, like mm-hmm. you're just doing as you go about or yeah. are there strategic things you feel like you or you and your spouse do to help build and cultivate that for them? Yeah, I think it's the example first and mm. foremost.
1: So when they were real little, so like I said, I had my third. So my oldest was five. My middle was three. And then my I had a newborn, you know, a few weeks into. Mm-hmm. And they've just been around it for a really long time as far as seeing mommy moving her body, working out, lifting weights. And so I have videos that I look back on of them doing the workouts with me when they're so little. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, You don't realize it at the time until they're older and you're like wow they were in it with me they were there they were watching me they were i have a i have the sweetest video of my daughter i have to post it on my instagram but she's cheering me on i'm doing a move and she's going good job mommy good job and in her little two-year-old voice it is the sweetest thing but like they've been around that part of it so that's mm-hmm. more of the movement, the exercise part. As far as like nutrition and wellness, like mm-hmm. I just try, I try to have as many healthy options as possible, like good choices for them. But I don't, I don't try and limit or restrict. As in like, oh well, you can't have this. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is not labeling foods as like good or bad. Saying, mm-hmm. well, this is a good food and this is a bad food because right, food food is it's immoral. It's not. Yeah you know, but I try and create the conversation or the, the language of this is going to give you energy. This mm-hmm. is going to fuel you for when you go to school and you run around on the playground, like this is going to help you move well, or even sit down at your desk and be able to concentrate, be able to think mm-hmm. during a test. So not labeling and not saying like, well, you shouldn't eat, eat that. Cause it's, you know, full of fat or it's this and that. Like, We try and stay away from that language as much as possible. Now, I guess because they are in school, there is some sort of that stuff that comes in. But that creates an opportunity for for me to talk to them and be like, well, what do you think? Ask them questions. Be curious about what they're hearing Mm
0: -hmm. and see what
1: they think about it. And then kind of like, well, this is kind of what I think or this is what the Bible teaches or, you know, trying to, like you said, when you're going, like talking it, just talking about
0: those things with Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. That is awesome. One thing that we have started doing, it really was more, we started with my son, who's three. We've started teaching him how the, the phrase, listen to your body. Mm-hmm. And we started doing that really for nap times when he was not napping. And he should have been at two and a half years old. And he mm-hmm. was like getting his nap every day. And I would, every time before he would go to sleep, I would tell him, listen to your body. Your body needs to rest. Like, and we mm-hmm. started it Sleep, but then we've now started introducing that when it comes to food too because Mm -hmm. you know we're very similar to you where we're like we don't necessarily say things are good or bad but we do say like like this morning he had a cinnamon roll and he wanted the whole thing and i'm like okay well like this will give you quick energy but then you may like crash a little bit later you may feel tired so listen to your body as you're eating it because that's a really big cinnamon roll so if you start eating it listen to your body if it gets full you don't have to finish it you can finish it later Mm -hmm. you know and at the end of it, he was like, mommy, I listened to my body and I wanted to eat it all. And, <laughs> it and I, my tummy feels good. And I'm like, I thought somebody, you know, now you're crazy because yeah. you have like 20 grams of sugar in your body, but it's fine. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love how just even talking about food is such a huge part of it as well mm-hmm. and so share a little bit we've t- touched on this a bit but share a little bit on the faith side of things why do you believe it's necessary to build health and fitness into your everyday life from a biblical perspective as a woman of god yeah yeah
1: so i think the goal is wholeness right like mm-hmm. mind body soul all encompassing yeah. we don't want to neglect one or you know obsess over the other, or, I mean, obviously God comes first <laughs> right, right, in all things, but I think it, it's so that we can go out and carry out the, the, the great commission, the, the greatest commandments, which love God, love people. Mm. So if we're not feeling our best, if we're not thinking our best, if we're not moving in our best kind of like I talked about before with my family, like how can we pour out from, you know, places that we're not filling or we're not taking Mm. care of. So think about our minds, what we're, what we're thinking about, our thoughts, our actions will follow what we think about, what we're, what we're filling our minds with. If it's things of God, if it's things of the kingdom, if it's things that are I think in Philippians, it's four, I think it's six or seven, where it says, think about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is right, admirable and excellent, worthy of praise. Like think about Mm -hmm. such things. So when we're filling our minds with those things, like that's what pours out of us, right? Think about like the fruits of the spirit is what's going to come out when we are. So anyways, going back to that wholeness approach in that. It's not just about our outward appearance. It's not just about how we look. It's not just about, oh, I want to, you know, lose this amount of weight or this and that. But, okay, God, I want to invite you into this journey, loving others the best that we can and taking care of the the temple where the spirit resides in us,
0: right? So,
1: yeah, it's not a... I, like the thing that that flipped for me was knowing it's not, we don't compartmentalize our, our faith. And it, so we have our faith here and we have our family here and we, it, like, it's all one. It's, it all yeah. comes together and God yeah. should be in every part of it. Not, okay, well, on Sundays I go to church and I worship and well, can't you bring your worship into your workout? Can't you bring <laughs> your worship to how you take care of your family? I'll tell y'all that the the biggest struggle for me is trying to figure out what to make dinner every single night. I'm like,
0: mm.
1: I gotta make dinner again. <laughs> like, and and laundry, like washing the laundry is fine, but it's folding and putting away. But when I when I take the mentality of, okay, I'm gonna worship God through this. Like He He mm-hmm. gave me these children. He gave me this body. He gave me whatever it is. I'm gonna worship Him through it and take care of it. The best that I can to honor, Mm -hmm. to honor Mm -hmm. him, to bring glory to him, to love him through it, and then to serve, to go
0: out and serve and love others well. Yeah, I love that. I was actually having a a conversation the other day with a client of mine and she was just asking because I work with clients one-on-one online and usually they have some type of weight loss goal or something and I interweave faith into it and she was saying, she was just asking the question like, is it okay for me to have a weight loss goal? Is it okay for me to like want this because I don't like she didn't want an idol. She doesn't want it to mm-hmm. to be about, you know, like to be above the Lord, to be thinking about it, to be obsessive about it. And, you know, it's just similar to what you said of like the that will come mm-hmm. when you're taking care of your body well and stewarding it well. Like mm-hmm. if, if there is, if you're not feeling good at this way and you are, you have particular strategies that you are implementing, you're working with the coach, you, you know, you're in a membership, whatever you're utilizing those because you're wanting to honor the Lord mm-hmm. that will come. And that's not a bad thing because he wants mm-hmm. us to feel abundant. He wants us to feel good, but it, it's all about your mindset. Like you were talking about thinking about what is most important, thinking about what is lovely, what is honorable, what is excellent, what is worthy of praise. Mm -hmm. And he is worthy of praise for giving us these bodies. And because of that, we want to take care of them. We want to feel good and healthy and whole. Like you said, I love how you talk about how healthiness really is wholeness, feeling whole Mm -hmm. and body, mind and spirit, which is also biblical. I love the word you got all your heart, soul, mind and strength right there. But how do you, so we actually kind of touched on this a little bit, how you have a membership. Outside of that as well, like in your mem- membership, share how you help them with health and fitness. I know you have workouts, but then also talk about with your Revelation Wellness instruction or instructing what you do there to help train others in this field as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'll say personally, which I think this carries on through Rev 2 and I've learned a lot of it from going through Revelation Wellness instructor training. But in my program, I try and focus on, like we talked about, the renewing of the mind. So Romans 12, 1 through 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like Don't conform to the patterns of this world. The world is going to come at us with, you should look like this. You should eat like this. You should talk like this. You should wear this. You should do this. But are we testing it against scripture? Are we saying, okay, God, does this align with your word, with what you're calling me to do? and how you created me right because sometimes we try and fit ourselves into a mold that was not meant for us yeah so whether it's physically you know trying to shrink our bodies like think Mm -hmm. about how many times diet culture has told us be smaller be smaller be smaller it's like well maybe I wasn't meant to be smaller (laughs) maybe Mm -hmm. I wasn't built or created to be A size two or whatever it is or whatever weight this like magic number that everyone puts out there of like that diet culture or that society tries to tell us well if you're this it's because if we look back through history that ideal has changed you know what i mean like the 20s is different than the 30s is different than the 40s and the 50s and 60s like it is changing it's always changing god does not change the word of god does not change you know what i mean so We're testing it against him, bringing these things to him and saying, "Okay, God, is this what you are calling me to do? Is this where you are leading me? So all that to say in in my programming, I try and just the renewing of the mind, trying to get them to have a kingdom perspective rather than right here, like looking at myself in the mirror and picking things apart, whatever it is. Well, having right. that kingdom perspective. And then I, I'm also a lead instructor for Revelation Wellness. So we train and equip people in the same way, you know, you and I went through instructor yes. training to go ahead and share these messages, to go and use health and wellness fitness as a tool to, to share the gospel, to, you know, help people renew their minds by bringing it back to, to God's word. I, I like to call it a discipleship. It's part it's just part of discipleship. Whether you do fitness or not, it's discipleship. And so we can still use those discipleship tools to go out and disciple other people, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the end goal is disciples making disciples. And then yes. the cycle goes on.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. Using the platform of fitness. And that's, you know, for both of us mm-hmm. the reason why we started it our started our businesses because of that reason using being able to use that as a catapult to be able to make disciples in a different way to that i think sometimes the church often gets a bad rep it's like the church is not talking about this the church is not talking about that and first of all define church like in that yeah like who are you referring to when you talk about church if Mm -hmm. it's the people of the church that's a different story but like we are the church as people, and this is yeah. what we are doing in order to talk about it, in order to disciple people, using that because the enemy, I feel like, really has gotten a hold of us in this physical realm, and yeah. we just don't see it because it's so commonplace. Oh, and that's yeah. what it, that's what makes it even more prevalent for us to keep giving this message and to keep doing what we're doing because
1: yeah, it, it's to, to dist- Yeah, it's to distract us from. <laughs> what God calls, like, ultimately, like, think about it, trying to shrink ourselves, trying to lose weight, try Like if we are constantly doing that or focused on that, or it's becoming an idol, then it's distracting us from maybe some calling, maybe some kingdom work that God wants us to do. And we're not able to, to see it or to hear it or to, to, to step out and, and follow it because we're afraid, right? It it comes back to fear of like, well, I don't look the part. Well, I don't, you know, I'm too this or I'm too that. I mean, I've fallen into those lies and still do at times of like, well, I'm too much or I'm too loud or I'm too, you know, I know in the beginning of my fitness career journey of training, there was this pressure that I put on myself to have to look a certain way, because Mm -hmm. if I didn't look a certain way, people wouldn't take me seriously. Mm -hmm. Now, just to be candid, yes, I know I have a, the structure, like just Physically, God just gave me muscles. Like that's just how it is. If you see my mom, Mm -hmm. my mom has got muscles too. My dad's got muscles. Like it's just genetic. There's a
0: lean component, yeah.
1: Yeah, but in the beginning, it was all about I had to look as lean as possible. Mm -hmm. And so there was this work that God had to do in my heart of, and I think part of it was when I went through instructor training of like, okay, we got to tear all this down. Like why? Where is this coming from? Where is this stemming from? And then I feel like He put me back together to in the wholeness of, yeah, take care of yourself. But what what is the motive? What is the fear? What is the thought behind why you're trying to look this way, achieve this, whatever Mm -hmm. it is? So I feel like I've hit a a place where I'm comfortable in my own skin, even though I might be a little bit, you know, more body fat than I had back when I started because I was super lean. But that was not sustainable. Let me tell you that right now. That yeah. was not sustainable to be, you know, counting every calorie. You know, I was probably under eating as well. Twelve, thirteen, hundred 1300 calories. That's no. not a good place to be when you're strength training. You know what I yeah. mean? So so anyways, all that to say that, you know, the, the getting down to the root, I think. And so that's why I like to talk about the mind a lot of what are we thinking about? What are we what is, the, what is the reason why we want X, Y, and Z goal?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think too, even with that mindset, thinking about the opposite end of the spectrum, which I find I I have a lot of clients or I run into this with a lot of women is the apathy right. or the lack mm-hmm. of, because of the body positivity movement, yep. that's not a bad thing. Body positivity yeah. is great, yeah. but using it as a, an excuse sounds harsh, but using that and being comfortable but then still feeling like poop you know yes. like well i'm <laughs> yeah. fine i don't have to worry you know like it's almost yep. this you're talking about with the comfort of wanting to get lean or be seen as a certain way like this is almost a mental comfort of not wanting that yep. because you want to be seen like you you're fine you're good you don't care what your weight is or whatever which is fine but like you said the motivation of Where's your heart? Are you yeah. truly fine with it? Or now are you finding comfort in the apathy of it and yeah. not taking care of your body and yeah. like not doing what you need to be doing for your health and not trying to feel whole and, you know, sitting there feeling like garbage, but, mm-hmm. you know, saying, oh, I'm fine because I'm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. positive and confident in my body. You know, it's yeah. like both ends of the spectrum. Have you ever run into that in business or in oh, your membership?
1: I'm personally, I have been on both ends of the spectrum, both the obsessing and like I just talked about the counting calories, trying to get as lean as possible to I don't care. And I think the first time that I don't care happened, the apathy was in college where I just was like, I, I went through it in high school, a lot of body image issues where I'm sure most young, like we can probably all say that we've been there at some point in some way or shape. Yeah. But I be, being a dancer and having thicker legs and being a little more just stout, I guess you would say. I don't know what the word is, but yeah, it it, it plays with your mind a little bit in that you know the ballerina or the dancer body is supposed to be this long, lean. I don't have long legs. My legs are short. Like you could fold me in half and my legs are as long as my torso. Like that's that's just how I'm built. But because of, I was trying to diet and I was trying this and all these different things through high school that when I got to college, I was like, forget it all. I don't even care. Like, what does it even matter? Like, this Uh, is stupid. Like, and I just went the total opposite way of like, yeah, I felt terrible. I felt awful. I had a little bit of thyroid issues, I think, because of it too. That I just it it, I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't watching what I was eating. I was just like whatever. So mm-hmm. I've been in that place too. And then, like I talked about earlier about with my pregnancies, my second pregnancy, I kind of like was like don't really care right now. And it yeah. it was more of a excuses of like i'm tired which it was true was legitimate but yeah just more of the seeking the comfort and neglecting you know cuz cuz when we're given things when we're given our bodies our gifts our talents we are responsible for how we steward those things yeah. money i mean anything that we're given we are responsible and how easy is it to you know not pay attention to it to not i mean i find myself in different areas maybe friendships maybe my marriage maybe parenting whatever it is of like not purposely saying forget it but it's easier to not be disciplined in it or not to spend the time focusing on it and so i've I've been on both sides where I'm like obsessed and yeah. neglected it's like okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: meet in the middle <laughs> yes. how can we find this i I know a lot of people say balance. I feel like sometimes balance is not possible in no, that. Just yeah. Like, oh, find balance. Okay. Well, sometimes some things are going to need a little bit more attention, paid yeah. attention to. And in my program, I always have them do a health assessment and they go through mm-hmm. and, and on a scale from one to five, five being like, yes, it's awesome. Paying attention to this. One yeah. being like, oh, man, I'm really struggling. Okay. I have them go through and and mark where they're at. So the, t- the I might miss one. But so like spiritual health, yeah, uh, their water, their sleep, their nutrition and their their movement. And so they go through Our those team. areas and I have them rate it as far as it because we're dropping the pin, right? It's not right. judging. It's not to shame ourselves. It's just to drop the pin and say, OK, where am I? Yeah. and i i try and tell them okay for the next 30 days focus on that that area that scored the lowest right. because right it, it's it gets overwhelming when we try and to take on too many things at one time okay mm-hmm. focus on that one area i always say spiritual health should come first so if you're yeah. if you're a one in spiritual health like all right let's get in the yeah. word like you know let's let's really focus on our relationship with the lord first and foremost but if you find maybe you know your sleep is not great. All right, let's take the next 30 days and really get in a habit of getting some good sleep. What are those, those habits that we're building to be able to get good sleep? Mm-hmm. As, as young moms, it's a little hard sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. So there's always grace, right? But mm-hmm. that's why I have them do that. Because if you try and do too much, like the balance thing, you, you, can't, yeah. you can't do it all. It's overwhelming you get burnt out, you end up quitting or being like the whole apathy thing. What is even the point, you know, and just yeah. throw it all away.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I feel like they, women often are well-meaning. I think yeah. when, even when it comes to with apathy physically,
1: yeah, because
0: yeah. the reason I have heard most often is, well, I'm not, you know, like my soul and spirit is much more important than my body because I'm not taking it to heaven. You know, they don't say it in Mm. so much as, right. But something similar to that effect of, well, obviously my relationship with the Lord comes first. I need to be focusing on that, you know, over and beyond. But it's like, okay, yes, but what about the gifts God gave you? You know, like, is it not, like you said, stewarding your time like your finances your resources your Mm -hmm. body well isn't that a part of wholeness Mm -hmm. and holiness as we say in revelation wellness holiness Mm -hmm. is wholeness and like what i'm gonna wrap us up here i have this question and then i'll ask a final question but what have you come across that before of just seeing women not understand and this kind of ends i guess this goes and rolls into the next question as well, seeing them not understand why their physical health is important, why they actually need to spend the time on that and why that is glorifying. And we're going to talk about this in the next episode as well, which is so super exciting. But have you mm-hmm. seen, have you run across that? And in that, how have you helped them overcome that? And also twofold question, what is your mm-hmm. favorite part about helping other women as well?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't worked personally with a lot of people that have have, I guess, come to me with this. It's more like from a distance, like yeah. friend of my mom, or and hearing conversations that they're having. You know, just I find it's a lot in the the older gender, and I'm, I don't want to like, <laughs> you know, gender whatever, but yeah, it, yes. or not your age, but like the older generation. I feel like sometimes. They go on these extreme diets and then mm-hmm. like, ah, forget it, you know. And, and I feel like some of that is just what they grew up with, what they're taught. Look at us and our generation of like the extreme diet culture and stuff, which yeah. they've had a piece of that too. So I just, it, it. I hear a lot of, oh, I'll say this is what I get the most of. Mm-hmm. I can't do what you do. I can't do these crazy things or lift this or that. But I more. always come back to, but you can walk, you yeah. can, you know, stretch. It doesn't okay. have to be like, so I, I went through the, in the beginning of my fitness, like I love handstands. I love, like, I was a gymnast. Like I love flipping yeah. around. Like I said, my daughter is the same way. Like we just, I just love doing crazy things with my body and seeing what I can still do as I get older. I'm like, can I still do that? Yeah. I like yeah. want to like see what I can still do, you know? But so for a while, people would just see the handstands and be like, well, I can't do that. I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going to do handstands. I'm not programming handstands into my workouts. Like it's, it's just, just something, funny. yeah, it's just something I love and it's fun for me. But mm-hmm. can you go for a walk? And then going back to that consistency thing, yes. making that habit, I always come back to, okay, start with, instead of jumping into a workout program, start with going for a walk three times a week. And if you can stay consistent with that for the next two weeks, 30 days, add another day. Mm. If you can do that four times a week. Okay. Then let's replace one of those walks with maybe some strength training, maybe some, whatever movement, whatever modality is, is your preference, right? Because we all like different things. And we all, I I always say we always all bend in a different way. So like I love metabolic, I love strength training, you know, heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Not everyone likes that or or wants to do that. So can you do some bar work? Can you do mm-hmm. more stretching and and that kind of thing? But yeah. replacing one of those. Okay, let's let's add this in now, and, and you know, slowly incorporating those things because I think so many times we just think I gotta do all these you know strength things and, and they just go all in but yeah. it's like hold on you haven't even built that foundation yet of just moving no. your body for 30 minutes you know a couple times a week or staying yeah. it's staying it moving just throughout your day right so yeah. that's one of my things is just all right let's start small and build mm. the foundation gotta have that foundation first
0: yeah so, in that, what is your favorite part of helping others in the health and fitness world?
1: Yeah, I, I think first and foremost, just seeing them get free in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the freedom, the chains falling off, the you know not being tied down to what the world is telling us, and and just seeing that in people, mm-hmm. seeing the light come from them when when they. I, I do have a local class too, and so hearing them talk about man when we stretched or when we did this like I met with the Lord or the Lord Lord spoke to me in this way like that type of thing when I find people getting free in Christ and moving closer to a relationship with the Lord like deeper more intimate that just like huh, lights me up sets me on fire I'm like yes when you hear the mm-hmm. testimonies and stuff I'm like oh man okay and then I think the the more physical like so with the fitness aspect just when they realize that they can do hard things yeah I feel like so many people short themselves or I like I was saying I can't do this I can't do that and when they do it or when they realize wow I can squat 25 pound weights when they've been, you know, squatting five pounds and really they should be doing, not should be, but they could yeah. be doing a little bit more and then they do it and they're like, oh, I didn't realize my body could do that. I didn't realize I could do that. Like, that's the other thing that just when I see people reach goals and, and achieve things that they did not think they could do, that just makes me... I always
0: say jazzes me up, gets me jazzed.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. That's my, one of my parts of my in-person class as well yeah. is that even seeing them use more weight.
1: Yeah, And like it was
0: one of the class members the other day, she messaged me after the class and she was like, I'd been really struggling at a plateau for a while. I couldn't go heavier. And that day mm-hmm. she ended up going heavier yeah. and it, she was like, I felt so good and so strong. And it felt awesome and it's just really it's fun to see that in other women because we know we experience that ourselves and that's why we love you because we know what that feels like you feel empowered you feel like you can do whatever the lord has tasked you with because you have that strength inner and outer strength yeah and that's that is so fun to just see that happen and with that we're going to end the conversation here but i am so excited stay tuned for next week because She is going to be on the podcast again, talking about how to use exercise as an act of worship to the Lord, because it is. And so thank you, Tori, so much for being here. And I cannot wait to get into the specifics of your topic in just a little bit. Thanks for having me. Hey, FitFam, it's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at SDFitWell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly wanna see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable and I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.